Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we review beautiful Bodega Harbor Golf Course before diving into the open. Also, we debut a new segment, Watson and Vandevelds, specifically for golf's oldest championship. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast. We're excited to be here talking all things golf. I'm your host, Rennie Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. I'm excited. Big week this week. Of course, it's uh, we got the Open, another major week. Um, these seem to be our, our, our most fun podcast in terms of you know, really getting into the the meat and potatoes of, of the tournament. You know, we get to do a little bit last, of course research. Uh, last major of the year. Last for the boys. major. We didn't have this one last year. We did not have this last year. Um, Shane Lowry is a two time defending champ, um, <laughs> so to speak. I guess two year defending champ. I guess you could say. Um, before we get into that, we had a great weekend um, at Bodega Harbor. We played uh, a great course up there that they, that they have. Um, very, very similar in that they're, they're link style. Link style golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump into that course with you now, and then we'll get into the open later. Um, as everybody knows who listens to the podcast, we essentially we de- we delve out uh, one to five McKenzies uh, based upon facilities, course conditions, course design, and playability. Um, so we should just jump right into it. Cool. Facilities. What do you think? Um, you know, facilities were uh, the the facilities were cool. You know, there's they they're challenged for space, so right. they, they obviously don't have a driving range there. They do try to provide you with a cool little practice net. I thought um, that was cool that they have something up something there. there where you can at least warm up. Uh, they got that cool chipping green. The practice green, uh, which you have on here, and I, I can't stand when this 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 happens. But the practice green was nice, but it was completely, uh, as you you said, completely unrepresentative of the greens right. on the course. It was super, It was everything was flat and slow on the practice green, okay. and then out on the course, everything was slopey and fast. Yes, um, nothing quite like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, the, the restaurant bar for whatever reason was closed or not open. Um, I'm not sure on that. Their snack bar is great. I got a great breakfast sandwich there. As did um, I. Snack bar is on point. On that note, on the snack bar note, uh, we'll sneak in some hot dog reviews here every now and then live on Instagram uh, yes. as we're playing and your boys crushing dogs, which is seems well, to be my new claim to fame. I was just going to say uh, because you if you can put down four dogs every every round, I mean, you can at least try all the options that a course would have to offer, yeah, you know, if they, um, have, if they have a Polish or a Hot Link or your general so you know, we'll, Frankfurter. We'll, we'll definitely have some fun with that when we're playing courses. Um good excuse to eat mid-round, uh yeah. which I'm trying to do a lot more and uh just review some dogs. But yeah, the facilities for again, it's it's up in the the kind of you know mountainy and a beautiful area in northern right. northern California in the North Bay, so they don't have a ton of space. You know, it's about ninety no, minutes from San Francisco. There's nowhere to put a range out there. So right, um, but overall, I think the facilities were were fine. Yeah, I mean they have tennis courts and stuff out there. A lot a lot of like vacation rentals. Yeah, the type of vibe that you get. Yep, when you're out there, so you can really you really get a vibe of of what the area is about. Um, it's it's definitely a one of those courses that, uh, like you said, it takes advantage or or it's it's takes advantage or is stuck with the terrain that it's built. Yeah, on. it can't it can't yeah. expand and really change too much. But I have to agree with you about the the putting green. Like that's that's just something that really it's really frustrating. I mean, it's your only it's your only real uh, I guess. Um, preview of what to expect out on the course you know it, what i mean it defeats the whole purpose of me going out there and doing my zen putting routine yeah. when like yeah and, uh, and, and I sharp know, parks like that they're they're fucking putting greens impeccable and then yes. when you go out there it's totally different i can't stand when that happens yeah so, so I, I guess to any uh you know greenskeepers landscapers out there i mean and i'm sure that they try to keep it as as, as consistent as they possibly can uh, or representative but I just felt that that was that was a little bit, um, I guess, frustrating. Yes, I completely Especially agree. on the first hole when I pounded it past the, the hole. I mean, we I both a, struggled pounding putts yeah. for most of the day. Um, but that's not to say, you know, course conditions, we get into that. Um, the greens were really nice overall. 
It was it just it was very just it was very difficult to read. Tough to read for speed mainly. Um, for myself anyway, and then obviously even how how they were gonna break. Yeah, I, mean, I think this the I think you know it's layout, it's link style, so it's hilly, but then you're also right on the ocean. So you have, uh, you know, multiple the, factors. Where the, where, what the grain's doing? Was it going to break to the ocean? We had some wind. Uh, wind. Not, not too bad though with the wind. I mean, it may, we had a really nice day out there. Yeah, it was nice. But yeah, it was just tough. I, I feel like if we played that course a little more, we'd have a good idea. Kind of remind me of like Presidio's greens, where you just—I don't know—I think there's some spots that you just can't. You have to really play read. Yeah, and 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 so, um, but over uh, the greens on the course were great in yeah. great shape responsive if you hit it on there they weren't bound it was nothing was bouncing off no. uh, but at the same time like it wasn't sluggishly slow uh i felt that they you know they rolled really true it's just i i wasn't sending them anywhere near the right speed or the right line no i i put it very poorly um i think i had like eight three putts i had a lot as well because i hit a lot of greens in regulation in the on the back nine and i bogeyed a lot of holes yeah. um but Whatever, you know, uh, we both got on here. The tee boxes were great. Yeah, no issues with the tee boxes at all. Fairways, you know. It's, it's, when it's a link style course, I feel like the fairways are going to be... A little, there's going to be some funky spots. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have any, too many complaints with the fairways. Sand was interesting. Yeah, that's one thing it I was left just, off here. It was just heavy sand. Yeah. It wasn't... It got me twice, and I fancy myself a decent bunker player. I um, hit some decent bunker shots out of out of them. Not me. I, I ha- I, but I happened to have like uphill lies, and I was kind of right on like the lip, so a little bit easier. And 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 then, yeah, it was that was weird sand. Yeah, it it looked like nice sand. It kind of played like harder and it was sand, soft, but it was but it, dense. But, but but it was yeah yeah. It's soft but dense is is a great way to describe it. And you almost need to play that like just some hard sand. That's yeah. what I uh, I agree. That's what I did on a couple of my bunker shots on the back nine. I just almost pick went, it clean. Like you can't clean. you can't splash it because it's so heavy. Like the lighter, fluffier sand. Like yeah, you can splash. You splash, it. but yeah, no, you were. T- you if you hit like on the on that practice chipping green, dude. I was like yeah. You know, I was drawing a little line where I wanted to hit mm-hmm. behind the ball, and I was just, I couldn't even get it out. No. Um, so, and then I almost hit my friend on the practice screen when I tried to pick a clean. <laughs> I, almost, so, I, almost, yeah. I almost hit Peasy as well. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, in terms of course conditions and, and the price to play out there, I thought, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was... Well, it was well maintained. There wasn't any areas where it was like, "What the hell's going on here?" In no. Terms of, in terms of like ground under repair or the, you know, look if the bunkers aren't concrete and they're and it's heavy sand that you can actually play a shot out of. That's just not. That's on us. You know, it's not. You know, it's not concrete. They did have some of the, of the bunkers that that had shit growing in them, but that's still par for the course. Yeah. For a link style, a link style course. course. Yep. Um. All right. Course design and playability. Um, I have, I have a, I have a quote I want to read here. Quite a few blind tee shots, kind of hitting into nothing. Fairways are quite undulating. It's not my favorite on the rotation. That do, is, do, do you know who said that? That is Brooks Kepka talking about Royal St. George. And that's going to be my take on the course design here. So I love the link style. I love some of the uh, some uh, some of the holes in their design. Um, some of the views on the tee shots. First of all, the views like, are great. They're great, um, and we got a good day to see everything yeah. as well. I just think uh, the the blind tee shots got old, and the reason why it bothered me was because there was nothing that we had. There was nothing on the scorecard. The uh, GPS on the carts was wrong. They told us yours um, were mine didn't even my my screen didn't even turn on. Okay, and uh, I just felt that we went in there completely blind. Um, you know, we didn't. We, there's no practice round, obviously, to play. Yeah, I feel like if if you have a course like that, that you need to have, you know, something at least on the scorecard that tells you, like, hey, you know, this is out there, or a sign, or like when you're 
when you're at the on the tee box, the the yardage mark, not the yardage the mark, aiming point, the, the little yeah. barber pole. You, you you need some some clarification of what these things are. Yeah, and I feel like we got hosed on that a few times over the course of the of the round. Yeah, there's definitely. So I don't really have any issues with. I don't like 16, 17, and eighteen. I don't like the walk through sixteen. Just hitting so over all those toolies. So for people who don't know, on sixteen and seventeen, right? Yeah, you we, lose. You, you have to park your cart, take your bag off, and you play 16 and 17. You go out towards the ocean, then you come back. 17's a little par three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say probably 18's the poorest designed hole on that course. Um, yeah, that left that put a that left me with a bad taste. Bad taste. Mouth. By the grace of God, I I mean I smoked a hybrid there, mm-hmm. and that thing was over that that that. The, you can almost hit driver on 18. And it'll be it would be around the green. It would be. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of. I did that twice, where just I wasn't really paying too much attention, and I did it on that one par five that splits on the front nine, mm-hmm. and my drive ended up great. Yep. Um, I and I kind of I kind of remember that hole because Kata thought my drive was lost, and I, I was like, dude, I think I, I think it actually might be good because it kind of bends this way off towards the left and yeah. the hills i think kind of kick it in there that that thing was was in great shape um yeah. but that was kind of dumb luck you know and it, on that same hole i hit a four iron and uh they have like these aiming sticks up there and yeah you went every, past the aiming stick everywhere and that into, i played the aiming sticks is okay this is the target line the aiming stick that they gave us on that one was Essentially, you want to be short of this yeah. of this stick, well, and so I hit it right over the top of this. Well, thing. short of it, like yeah. you know, not because if you hit one at it, it's going into that hazard area, or not. not it's not truly a hazard, but just kind of that no man's land on the hill. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you know, it's just there's some definite local knowledge. I don't want to be hitting there. seven irons off of uh, off the tee on on too many par fours, and I feel like you should have like I should have done that couple, three times. Yeah. Um, so minus those gimmick holes, I think it's a, a really cool design. Right, the par um, threes it's, it's, there were really cool. I par thought. threes were fun. Uh, elevation, again, kind of. There's a couple of those gimmicky holes, but aside from those, I think the designs it's pretty forgiving. Um, I, mean, I mean, you know, it's it's Lynx Golf, so yeah. it's, it's one thing we forgot was the first of all the the, the guys who work there are great. Pro they, shop guys were awesome. They really get you in a good mood to to go out there and play. Um, and when they told, when they told, uh, when they asked you about how you liked it the first time and they said, Oh, you love it and you hate it. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Because you really liked it. And you told me. And so that, that kind of like put a thought in the back of my head. Like, why would anybody hate this course? It's, you know, you know, we're standing there, uh, on the number one tee and it looks great. It looks beautiful. And you quickly learn. Yeah. You quickly learn. And I believe it's a, uh, Bobby Jones design. Yeah. Robert Trent Jones Jr. Um, yeah, I thought that, I thought that was, uh, I mean, yeah, it's one of the quirkiest courses I've ever played that wasn't like quirky because it was low budget. It was, yeah, yeah. It's actually a nice course. And yeah. I think for the price, it's pretty good, pretty good value. The I would have to in the price. Um, so let's get into it. What yeah. do you, you want me to go first on my McKenzie's? Ooh, okay. Give it? okay. We're going to McKenzie's. Okay. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to keep this just a nice, wholesome number. I think the price of it helps out. Uh, it's a nice course, but it's not a it, it's not crazily priced. It was mm-hmm. $90 on a Saturday with cart. So, um, and the conditions are, are fine. It's not a, a dog track. Like if you go pay $90, it's, gonna, right. it's $90 to go play shitty-ass De La Viega in Santa Cruz, and that course fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Shout out to La Viega. And, <laughs> and, 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 Home of the five and a half hour uh, round or more. So I'm going to give it just an even four McKenzie's. Okay. And what do you got? You you were a little hot after the round. And I then, was hot. And then cooler and I'll, heads I, prevailed. Yes, and, I got uh, I, I got to explain why I was hot. I was hot on the last hole because I hit, I laid up again for like the, I feel like the eighth straight hole I laid up and I was still like, gone in some fucking hazard that you can't see from the tee. I feel like that happened to, now that you, like I'm looking back, I feel like that happened to all of us uh, the first time we played there a couple years ago when I played there. Okay. We all just got hosed on that thing. But 
yeah, that 18 can leave a bitter taste in your mouth. Yes, um, and so I thought about it, and like you know, I remember the guys that worked there and how cool they were, and I didn't want to come on here and absolutely destroy their golf course because it was not a bad course. You just have to you have to play it at the, least the, once to to go out there. Local and knowledge it. helps. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, so you'll be surprised that we're not too far off. Uh, it it is coastal, so that brought it back up. The views there were amazing. The condition of the course overall was really good. Um, the knocks that I have are a little bit of the gimmick stuff. Um, I'm t- not I, a gimmick guy. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a blind tee shot guy like my boy Brooks Kepka. Okay, I guess me and Brooks are pretty much the same person. Look the same, play the same quality of golf. I, uh, and and I, that just gets you know, it's not it's not my thing. I'll say, however. I'm still gonna give it 3.9 McKinsey. Nice, nice. So nice, um, nice. I, I originally set up at least a four when we we're out there playing, um, and it 3. was point nine is a good score. Yes, and this was before we got to these before we got to these holes towards the end that you know really shows you the the quirkiness of the course. So. I'm thinking of this. Maybe I am a blind tee shot guy. You might. I be. drove the ball. I hit on two. I hit. Uh, two very poor drives into the same tree and pretty much the rest of the day two wasn't even a blind hole uh yes yeah. the fact that i'm a blind tee shot guy and then you're pretty the much ste- throughout the, the day wonder i, I drew the guys. ball i drove the ball very well um yes you did so maybe there's a little something to that just not thinking and just you know what i mean yeah you, you don't uh picking your line and wide going. open fairway to yeah. look at just pick something out in the abyss and try to hit to it and see kind of where it ends up <laughs> i did feel like the first like Six holes were driving uphill. Like, we're hitting our tee shots uphill. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah. Should we dive into... Some more Lynx golf? Some more Lynx golf? I mean, we got a lot of it this week. Um, there's a little bit tur- little tournament going on out in Sandwich. <laughs> in Kent, England. Uh, the Open. Um, the Royal St. George. Historic course. Um, a lot of a lot of history there, and a, and a lot of stuff I want to touch on real quick before we dive into the storylines here. Royal St. George's. I had to do a lot of uh, research on this, try to figure out some facts about this course. Um, you already mentioned that it, you know it's probably the least favorite of of a lot of tour players uh, in terms of the rotation they have for the Open. Um, I think it's cool they have a rotation for the Open, first of all. Yeah. Uh, it's the... So, a little, little bit of facts about it. It was founded in 1887. And that's... <laughs> God damn. Long-ass time ago. These courses out there, uh, you know, the, the Brits in the UK, they really, really uh, cherish their tradition. These courses don't change much over the years. Uh, it's the first non-Scottish Open course. Hmm. So I think that's also awesome. Like, yeah, you think you think the fact that that this tournament would was ever called the British Open, that that that, that grinds my gears because the home of golf is not British; it's Scottish. Yeah. Uh, so now I really check myself when I call that. I, I used to wonder why people just stop calling it the, the British the British Open. Why they stop calling it the British Open is because it's not. It's been, you know, in Scotland and in the other places within the United Kingdom for hundreds of 150 years um it's a classic link style course featuring pot bunkers tall fescue undulating fairways and tricky blind shots like we talked about earlier yep um it's hosted 14 uh open championships god damn and that's what happens when you have a set number of courses hosting a, the oldest yeah. tournament in golf the yeah yep. championship yep. tournament yep. in yep. golf I th- Last being 2013, right? Um, uh, Darren Clark went that's in there. Right. That's right. Uh, you know more about, about about the history in terms of the results and winners there. Tom Watson has won there. I think uh, no, he's won there. There's been a couple multiple winners there. Uh, a couple things that I I noticed is what Ben Crane I think won in 2003. Mm. Interesting fact I heard on Shout Out PGA Tour Radio. Uh, the this is I believe the only course with which the great Tiger Woods has lost a shot, lost a tee shot on. He wow. lost it on the very in oh, that 2003 yes. Open. He lost it on the very first tee shot. Uh, he got in a the seven. Fiscue. 
out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they so were showing where, that on where, Golf Channel. Where it's kind of, I mean, that's crazy, right? Because yeah. you think about all the people that watch Tiger, especially in 2003, Tiger Manias. That's, you know, kind of like the heart of the Tiger Mania. Um, yeah. Well, of like the first iteration of Tiger Mania. Yes. So, you know, there's a huge gallery. It's yeah. got to be a bad shot to Dude, get... Well, so they showed that. the replay. They showed the replay where he hit it was like this huge swale. Uh, and there's a name for it. And I'm free... It's, of it's, the... the, the uh, what they call that. The, like, it's like a different... It's like a total different breed of fescue out Right. There. It, but they call it like Duncan's Hollow or something like that from some guy who like lost a ball there or something like that. Anyway, where he lost it... It's like knee high. It was like knee high, and like you can see it go in. Everybody saw where it went in, but no one's gonna find no that. Gonna find. Thing. I, you know, I wonder if like they mowed the grass there, or some Joe Schmo one day playing that course found, found ball, finds found, it found eventually. Ball. Oh, cool! A Brit- uh, Nike one. But you like, know, oh. unlike unlike some of the uh, courses on on the the, uh, the the rotation for the Open. It's got, you know, you can't just miss the first fairway and you're all of a sudden you're in the 18th fairway, like at St. Andrews, right? The holes Uh, are like, they're all isolated. Yeah, so it's a little kind of not traditional linksy in in that sense. Right. Um, So there's no sharing of, uh, of, uh, of greens like they have at some, some of the courses out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think bombers may struggle a little bit. Uh, We'll we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, one thing I saw that was pretty cool, a hole four, the deepest bunker in championship golf. Uh, this course is lined with pot bunkers. They're all like perfect little circle. Not all of them, but there's so many of them that are perfect little circles. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, so if, like if you hit into a fairway bunker in the States, it's like, okay, I, I you know, it, depending on where it is, I don't have much of a lip to get over. If you hit into a bunker... Boy, uh, you must be grabbing your highest lofted wedge. Yeah, yeah, you and... better be a sixty-four degree out there, because you're you're just trying to get out. Like you're not trying to advance the ball out of, out of these bunkers. You're just trying to get out back into the fairway. You're taking your medicine right away. If you hit into a like, I'm just picturing this coming down the stretch. If somebody hits into one of these bunkers, it's it's a death sentence. If you're down by one and you're trying to make a birdie, it's not going to happen. There's definitely going to be some luck involved in in this tournament. That's what the that's what the interviews that I saw today at least were talking a lot about is you can hit a perfect uh, tee shot on a lot of these holes and because they're blind like my boy Brooks said, you know you'll end up somewhere shitty and that's just that's just golf. I think you know looking at the forecast weather wise, I don't think it's going to be you know crazy open weather. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's not like coastal from what I saw. It's not like along the water or anything like that. Yeah, so I. I don't know. I'm 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 interested to see how this plays out because 2013 and now golf's changed quite a bit right in in this time in this almost, you know, it's about 10 years, it's 7 years or whatever, 8 years. Mm-hmm. Um good math. Guys, yeah, this is the reason I'm a strength coach. Um <laughs> but golf's changed a ton in in this time. And it, so yeah. uh it's it's I'm very yeah. curious to see I'm more like again I said I, I think bombers are going to kind of struggle and I I think more of a kind of nifty short game and just traditional someone that can keep it in the fairways is going to really excel at this it course. It sounds a lot like what we were talking about before the PJ Championship. Yeah. It's like that type of game. I mean, do you think this that that's true? Who, I mean, I was looking at the people yeah, who, who did well. Yeah, but that played out a little different, right? I mean, right. because you had Phil and Bryson, or not Phil and Bryson, Phil and, Phil and Brooks. Um, How dare you? I know, I know. Uh, but bombing, bombing, <laughs> bombing balls out there, right? Yeah. And so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very excited to watch. Um, I mean, do you? you think, their... did, uh, my my thought was that one thing I wanted to ask you was, do you think that that the the guys who did well at Kiowa are going to have a, a, you know, a little bit of a an advantage here? Not you... really. No. no, I don't okay. think. I think. I think the undulation and, and I, I just think it's going to be a little bit different myself. So, so I I look at the two courses. The conditions seem very similar in terms of if you miss the fairways, except that there weren't pot bunkers everywhere, um, and so. There's a lot more like, I don't know, like uncontrollable, yeah. variable type things that yeah. could happen in this tournament compared to the PGA Championship for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be exciting to watch. Part of part of why I love the Open Championship is I just love, 
I got it. I'm up early for work anyways. So I love getting up at fucking like four on Thursday and Friday and just catching some of this yeah. stuff beforehand. Um, I haven't even looked at the coverage. It's going to be fun. We got coverage starting at 1130 tomorrow night. Well, here I, in the but States, like, it, but, uh, is, what was it on? Is I mean, I have, it's, I have. It should be on Golf Channel. Okay. Um, what else are they going to run? Fucking yeah. Square Strike infomercials? You never know. Or, or Whatever small, that thing Kata the, was using to putt with, uh, chip and putt with the out chutter? there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Parker Roostaller and Danny Kata for a great uh, a great round out there. That was very it. fun. Very that fun. That was fun. But yeah, um, I dude, it's going to be, I'm going to be waking up at four o'clock to watch this this week. I mean... I've already I've already cleared my schedule for the most part. I'll be we'll be down in Santa Cruz this weekend too, watching. Um, and I need to know how to, how to watch it in terms of coverage. I didn't even look into that. My guess is Golf Channel is going to have it. I have NBC. Uh, I have I have or PG, NBC Sports. Or, I have PGA it shouldn't Tour be, Live. It shouldn't be uh, too different. Hey, PGA Tour Live's cool. I caught a little bit of the tournament this weekend. I didn't realize yeah. they had coach from from uh, coachman from WWE. Yeah, yeah, and Sports Center on there. Yeah. I, I, th- I, I like, think he's I, new, actually. He's uh, last year he wasn't on there. I'm pretty sure. Well, I like him. Yeah. I like him on there. Um, so okay, so storylines. Um, there's there's actually a lot to go on. I think that, that I have I have two here that are one and two, but let's start with number three, the players who aren't there. Uh, COVID restrictions out there in the UK are a lot different. Um, the players have to jump through a lot of hoops uh, just to go out there and play. So, you know, Hideki isn't there, Matt Wolf isn't there, Bubba Watson, Zach Johnson, Kevin Na, and then Sunjay and Siwoo Kim are both out. And I respect those two for, for not for not playing because they're trying they're trying to get themselves into yeah, the Yeah, dude. It's um yeah, that's that was a cool I mean or not a cool, I guess I, I mean it's, it's kinda unfortunate, but right. an interesting cork, yeah, because so if they if they just medal in the Olympics, then they can avoid the mandatory military service for South Korea. Yeah. And obviously there's three positions there versus, you know, winning the British Open. Because I think if you win the British Open, if you win a a major, you're exempt as well. Okay. But you know that's you're competing for one spot versus three spots, right? Right. And so, uh, and a totally different field too. Uh, that's true. A, a lot more challenging field, and probably a lot more challenging yeah. course. So, yeah. Shout out to those guys for kind of weighing their options. And um, God damn, man, like that's crazy. Well, that's what. So I started looking into this more. I respect the hell out of that. And then at the same time, it's terrifying. That's you know where, I mean? like, you know, remember Sang Moon Bay? Yes, I remember. So he he's been gone because yeah. he's serving in the military, and Damn. so um, how long is a service? Any idea? I do not know. Two, three years, something like that. Okay. But I mean, dude, it, it, you know, you're 23, like these guys or whatever they are, somewhere in their early 20s, and you're taking damn some years off their 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 their, their life. prime. Yeah, out of their prime. Um, shit, that's intense. Uh. But yeah, another storyline that I was looking at obviously is the biggest one right now is 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 Brooks and Bryson. These guys can't stop talking about each other, um, mainly because the question keeps coming up. But I feel, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Brooks at this point, like they made they they had a truce. Him and Bryson had a truce, and he was like just waiting for this motherfucker to break that truce. I think he was waiting it's- for him to break it because he the. When I listen to okay, I've listened. I listened to both their interviews, and Bryson is from Clovis, you know, near where we went to college, uh, in Fre- at Fresno State. And normally, I would be like, okay, this is a guy from an area that I shout I'd, out Bulldogs. Yeah, shout out Bulldogs. <laughs> normally, I'd be like, okay, I'm all about this guy because you know, Aaron Judge, big fan, Paul George, Derek Carr. Yep. 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 Um, Devonte, Devonte Adams, ball out. Uh, but for for Bryson, when I hear the when he the way that he answers the questions, it's so fake. Yes, compared to Brooks, Brooks. who's just completely real. He's completely <laughs> real about it. First of all, Brooks Kepka does Brooks Kepka does not want to be at any tournament playing golf ever. The vibe that he gives off, he's just like, I don't even want to be well, here. Well, yeah, dude. If I my girlfriend was a supermodel. <laughs> and I was a fucking millionaire. The 
I'm trying uh, to go hang out on my boat with my hot ass supermodel girlfriend. Yes, right? fiance, not fiance, whatever, <laughs> uh, and not worry about ten degree putts left and and solving the equation of a specific putt to get in. Yes. <laughs> so the coefficient of restitution. Yeah, I'm all on. I'm all in in, a, in, in agreement with Brooks' line of thought here. Um, oh, me too. Yep. And, and so just hearing these interviews, it's just like okay. First of all, apparently something you guys got to go watch this. Uh, it's all over Golf Channel. It's very easy to find, but basically, apparently there was a truce. And then, from what Brooks said, there was uh, Bryson was playing some video games and started talking shit. It about- all boils back to Bryson's slow ass play and, right. and fucking walking off eighty five yard shots and and shit like he was doing at the uh, match. He was doing it at the match too, and so he even says something during the match. He was like, "Oh well, normally I'd walk this off, but you know, I might get somebody might be talking some shit." Um, but yeah, that's gonna be a, a huge storyline, especially as we go into the Ryder Cup. That's a obviously a different podcast, but it, it's hard not to hope for these two guys to be paired together or to be coming, you know, going at it down the stretch. Like I almost want to see what would happen, and I I want Brooks obviously I'm a Brooks guy over Bryson, but I would love to see what would happen if like it's between those two and then Bryson wins just to see. Oh well, I mean, like Brooks today, he, you know, he's like, well, yeah. I'd love, I'd love it if we got paired in the final final grouping or one of the final groups. Then he then he just smugly goes, he goes, I plan to be there on Sunday. <laughs> um, oh man, I love it. I mean, you know, I like Bryson too. I think he's a little bit of a dweeb at times, and I think even I think he's a good guy. I think some of the stuff he does comes off as pompous and rubs sure. people the wrong way. For but at the sure. end of the day. He's a cool guy that listens to ACDC and fucking tries to hit drives as hard as he can in his goddamn living room, which is cool by my in my book one hundred percent of the time. But I, I think that I think that needs to be said as well because I mean he he's going out there trying to just to, to crush the ball. If, if that if that was Brooks doing it, do you think that the reception would be way different? If 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 it was Brooks's if it was Brooks's like persona, the way that he is now, his kind of nonchalant attitude, doesn't even want to fucking be out there. Yeah. If it was him doing that, do you think he'd be more well received than you know the scientist going out there, the nerd? Yeah. Um. No. No. I think because Brooks just probably rubs. I think he rubs a lot of people the wrong way too. Yeah. Um. With kind of his his cockiness and talking and, shit about the course yeah. about to go play, which I I love, but um. Yeah. I, I think that 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 rubs people the wrong way. I don't know. It's it's, you know, for Bryson, we didn't see Bryson made all this the the distance grab last year and the gain and weight but there was no as you brought up there's no open championship last year right. so we don't know how this this kind of style of play bomb and gouge holds up in right. link style play yeah i don't you know i i'm looking at you need to be pretty goddamn good around the greens and and stuff and that's not just bryson doesn't strike shots. bryson bryson doesn't strike me as that kind of player and i i worry about his with how he plays and the same length clubs and that funky swing, I, I don't know how he even. Sometimes he hits great. He hits great short game shots. Right. Obviously, he's not. He, he's a fucking U.S. Open champion. But I don't know how he does it. Sometimes. Have you ever seen him hit a flop shot? Never. Never. Um, what does he do when he is in a flop shot scenario? But you, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I mean, um, bump and run like, <laughs> that, <laughs> like he probably will have to do this week. I don't know, but. To that point, we we don't know how his you know his new kind of style of play really settles up against a, a, a solid links course. So that that and should he's be fun done to watch. Terrible at uh, the Open Championships prior that he's participated in, which should probably bring us to our Watson and Vandevelds for the Ooh, tournament. Ooh, little change up. Uh, and obviously we're talking about players and how they're going to do here. We talked about what, what type of games you think, what type of, uh, game suits this course really well. And this is a spinoff of our Nicholas's and Norman's. This is the Watson and Vandevelds. This is going to be our normal segment every year for the open. Um, one of my favorite all-time golfers, Tom Watson won this tournament, I think six times. Can you imagine winning one major six times? And incredible. You you don't even as an American, as an American winning this tournament six times is incredible. 
Um, and then obviously John Vandeveld has one of the m- most epic meltdowns in the history of professional golf. Sports. It was sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sports. Without a doubt. Tom Watson, yeah. Uh, Short game master. And so that's why I totally agree with you about Bryce. Same distance back, same distance through. That's yeah. all I think about when I chip shots. Uh, Genius. Genius in the short game. You've got to read his book. Um, so, Watsons, what do you, who do you got? All right. Uh, Brooks, number one. Um, I said I don't know how this course is going to suit bombers. Brooks bombs the ball, but, you know, link style golf and kind of playing blind tee shots, knowing that you're going to get penalized probably for a good shot at times, uh, I th- favors those that are mentally strong. And those that aren't going to get phased. And Brooks complained about when he fucking killed everyone at Shinnecock. How he didn't like how the course was set up. And he didn't agree with it. But he's still not frustrated. Right. Right. I think Handle of that. business. I think of that. that those, some holes there. That par three that he hit into that bunker. And he needed, he was behind the green short sided. And he fucking hit an incredible bunker shot. Mm-hmm. That most people... Got out of there with a bogey, right? Like that mindset of like, hey, I can get out of here with a bogey on this hole, not right. lose this tournament here, live to play another hole, and 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 just the mental game. So I think Brooks, I'm, I'm all Team Brooks. Um, next on my list is one of my picks for the, the overall good performance, minus the Open Championship that was in his hometown where I think he just got a little nervous and squirrely, yeah. uh, is Roars, who always plays well in British o- or in yeah. Open Championships, aside from the one that was in his hometown that he grew yes. up around from. A lot of pressure on A lot him. of pressure, yeah. Uh, and just, you know, we've golf's, that, golf's a brutal sport. So um, we've all had rounds where you lose your first tee shot and it just segues into an absolute grind of a round. Um, so... And he, I mean, he's trending right now too. So he, he's he, playing well. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I just he played. Rory, we both put him down as a Norman for the U.S. Open, and he actually played very well. Yeah. Um. So, uh. Yeah. Rory's my number two, and then my number three is another guy that kind of to me has a pretty strong mental game and a very strong and a very strong short game. Right. Uh, which I think will come in Throw handy. All the rock is uh, Patrick Reed. Captain America, so I, I think that's a good pick. I I, uh, I flirted with picking him as well because um, obviously he has a great short game and, and he's just he plays really well in majors. Like you said, he has a great he has a great mental game. I mean, every he's he's been caught with some sort of scandal a couple of times <laughs> and won the tournament both times. Doesn't let it affect him. Doesn't let it affect him. <laughs> I mean, he wear he wears like sweet puka shell necklaces out there and wins tournaments. Um, so I, I really respect that pick. Uh, I mean, I don't have much to add because you and I pretty much pick the same, the same Watsons here. I, I pick Brooks. I pick Brooks for two reasons. He played. I looked at the, at the results from the last Open that was held in twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and he finished second there. Yep. Looked at the, the the previous one, and he was right in it. The previous right, one right at Carnoustie, that, right? Exactly. And then I looked at okay, what was the last similar course that was played? And I know it's not you know you know apples to apples, but it's as similar as a course that we've seen all season at the PGA Championship. Played finished second there as well. I've seen how he's played out of like the festival. Now, he, now he's shit. two months healthier. Too, now yeah, he's right? two months healthier. Uh, he didn't he didn't swing a club for two for for two weeks. <laughs> So I know not that, since the travelers, yeah, baby. not since the travelers. So we know, we know that he's fresh. Um, he, that Brooks signed up for the travelers, and he got to Connecticut. And he goes, "What the fuck am I doing here in Connecticut <laughs> playing this dog shit tournament? Get oh me out of here! I'm only a ma- I'm a major guy." <laughs> uh, I also picked Rory for all the reasons that you just said. So no need to elaborate. Um, J- but my third was JT. This was a guy on my list too. So I was gonna pick Patrick Reed, but I was watching JT talk uh, in his interview um, earlier this week, and what I liked about it was two things: he hadn't had a haircut in a long time, so I know that he was out there grinding. Because if he had free time on his hands, he would have got himself a haircut. So I know he's grinding. Number two, he's stopping with that fucking hook, yeah. that little launch, that little sling hook. He started. He started. Ta- he was talking about hitting a fade and starting the ball out left and hitting a more controlled shot. Yeah, like getting that. back. 
getting back to that. So if he does that, I mean, JT, I've said it over and over. He's a guy that I I really think is you what, know, one of the best golfers in the world. So so what what because JT was on my list. Um, what strayed me away from him is I wonder how I I always he he's a very high ball hitter, and so mm. if it gets a little windy out there, which it's not predicted to, but I'm I'm right. curious to see how he plays if he, if he's forced to flight the ball down, and then also shout out JT for doing you know, making amateur golfers day on on saturday with that shot where he waited on into that par five oh my and God. then completely ran a dribbler up um that is that's amateur golf in a nutshell so yeah, it's great time. to see not that you know i'm not i'm not rooting for i'm a jt fan right. I, I want him to do well he's he's you know, whatever he placed wherever in the Scottish Open, he's not hurting for cash. No, but it's great to see pros, you know, struggle with something like that. Uh, just, and then he, just he, he took it well too. He did. He reposted it. Yeah. And like, I mean, what are you gonna do? That's 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 uh, yeah. So um, I like that pick very much. Yep. All right, Vandevelds. All right, number one for me. Um, I just don't think it's gonna work. Uh, and if I'm going Brooks as a Watson, I'm going Bryce Bryson as a as a Vandeveld. Okay. So uh, I don't know. Again, I, I I'm just his short game, and and I think the fiasco at the U.S. Open is still looming in his head. Yeah. And a new caddy, um, so a lot of kind of factors go into play. But I I just don't think it's going to be the best week for Bryson. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish well either. But, uh, yeah, so Bryson's on my Vandevelts. Uh, Finau, a guy, again, I would love to see do well in this tournament, but I just think Bombers are going to struggle here. Um, yeah. And Finau's kind of just been off all season. So I'm one of these guys, and I, and I like Finau. I hope that he wins. I hope that he figures something out and, like, wins – Majors, tournaments, I have nothing against Finau. I just feel that uh I, I just don't see him ever doing it. Like I, I think he's gonna he'll probably win some smaller tournaments, but I think that come close in the major and fall short a handful yeah, of times. I, I just don't I I just don't see him doing yeah, it. Yeah, I would love to see it because he's he's an awesome dude. Yeah, he's um, a great dude. Great dude. It, I mean, I would honestly, Tony Finau, if you win a major, I will eat my words you know, happily that you won one. I just, I, I just don't see it in terms of the competitiveness. Um, and I don't see it when, you know, when it comes down to crunch time, when the cameras start falling around, it starts to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it happen too many times. Right. So prove me wrong. Yeah. Um, again, I would love to be proved wrong on that one. So Fino, and then my last is Colin Morikawa for a guy that struggles putting. Um, and I, I believe this is his first open because there yeah. wasn't an open last year. Yes, so, sir. you know, this favors a little bit of of experience. Mm -hmm. And then again, for a guy that struggles putting, I just can't see him putting well over some of these mounds and, you know, getting those link style putts where right. you, you got to, yeah, I just don't see it. So yeah. um, for that reason, I'm, I'm going against the, uh, the PGA champion or former PGA champion and, and California kid. Right on. Um, yeah, we 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 have one similar one in the Vanderbilts. We got uh with with Bryson. Um and what's really going to be funny is when we talk about my bets here in a minute. I noticed that. Uh, <laughs> but, but I touched on that as well. Yeah. So so, so like for for Bryson, uh again, I I just don't think that um you know, his bomb and gouge attitude is going to is going to do that well out here and he's finished terrible in the opens that he's played previously. Uh, missed cuts, like not like just like you know didn't finish well. Missed cuts. Yeah, so he's already got a little mental thing going, right? With and it. so I think that, like you said, with the, how the U.S. Open finished up, um, combined with his track record out there, I just think that it's not going to be, you know, even if he had whatever strides he's made with the drive, you know, with the distance and all that type of stuff, I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, in terms of you know he's going to be. A for sure top 10 however i'll get into one fact about that later on uh the, my other two guys i have are i have dj and i was i was looking at his finishes this year since he's won since he won the uh, uh the masters 
And it hasn't been that great. Dude, I just don't think DJ cares right now. I know. He's partying out on the lake with Polina and the whole Gretzky family. He's doing backflips off boats. And go for it. Yeah. I would love to be doing that right now. No, you're still the world number one. You don't have to win. So uh, I totally agree with that. No, this this is no shit towards DJ. I think that uh, I wouldn't really care either if I had a green jacket. You have a, you have a you have a major that you can play in the rest of your life. Someone that's also struggled putting this season too. Exactly. Um, and and when he was on like when he was winning tournaments, when he was really like putter was was, was an asset. Nas- yeah. Uh, and the other one I have is Xander, um, just because every time I bet on him, he never does he never does very well. Uh, in his game after like I feel like at the beginning of this year he was a top a top twenty five like monster. And then some asshole told him that, and you know he started struggling the you know the rest of the uh, rest of the season. Yeah, I think that Master Sunday might be looming a little bit in his mental game. That close, you know um, what I mean? And, and he wasn't even that close. He was so he was still a couple shots behind. But um, I just don't I just don't see him uh, finishing a top ten or well, or listen, make, the make course a it's a difficult piece of property to, yes. to navigate. And he, and he, he can't call a golf course a golf course, which really rubs <laughs> me. I don't know why, but it does. Uh, all right, so our first Watsons and Vandevelds, um, which should obviously bring us to our bets. We should put our money where our mouth is. Let's go. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and start this one. Um, so for for top tens, I got I got three here. I'm going to go ahead and start with the one that I've been teasing this entire podcast, which was the I picked Bryson as a top 10. And only because I'm getting him at a plus 350 for a top 10. And it's probably the only time we'll get him, you know, for for that uh, yeah. for that price. Um, so I, I took him just, in, just like a, a, a bet to hedge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What if his what if his game does work out? What if his what if his I, I said I wouldn't be surprised to see him up there on the on the leaderboard too. So can't count so, him out. Yeah, he was there for the U.S. Open again. Uh, you know, it didn't work out on Sunday. So and you know, I, I just think that he's um, somebody you can't necessarily count out a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I also took Tommy Fleetwood and Scotty Scheffler at four hundred nice. plus four hundred. Uh, I think. You know those those two guys are playing really well right now. Fleetwood's on on the uprise, and and Scheffler, I regret not betting him every week because when I when I don't, he does well. Um, he he's right up there. He finished. He was, he was in the mix last week at the Scottish Open. He's in the mix, and then also at the PGA Championship, he he did. I think he finished a top ten there or very close to it as well. So I'm going with those two guys. And then I threw a little bit of scratch. Back to old Sandai, huh? I had to go. I had to go back to my guy Hovland here, Victor Hovland, plus thirty three hundred to win it all. And the reason I did is because he's one of the guys that we picked to have a big year this year. Um, he, I had to look at all the guys that I picked early on in our, in our earliest podcast of the year when we were making bold predictions, mm-hmm. when we were talking about what we were thinking is going to happen for the season. And I'm going to put my money where, I'm, where my mouth is there. And hopefully my dark horse here, Victor Hovland, can uh, can bring it home. All right. So I've got a little more bets, um, and I'll touch on why I have more bets uh, as we close up the, the Open Championship and close this podcast up. But I'm going to start out with my winners. I'm taking Brooksy plus 1,600 for the winner. Love it. I love – I'm a fan of – yeah, I, I love gambling. So I'm a fan of the first round leader now. After doing that at the U.S. Open, I'm taking Brooksy plus twenty five hundred to be in the lead after the first round. I like it. Then I'm taking Louis Oosthuizen at plus thirty three hundred. I see what you're doing here. On, but go ahead on the uh, to to win the to win it too, uh, because I think Louis got smooth game. And, I looked at and, him too, and and I just you know I, he's in obviously in good form. I don't think the U.S. Open is going to bother him. I, I don't think he lost the U.S. Open. I think John Rahm took that. Thing. We he talked did. about it, right? He did, so yes. so um, yeah, top tens. Uh, Christian Bezadenhut, a very good short game player, a guy that's great around the greens, a South African. Uh, so that's familiar. what I was going to get at. Was the South Africans played at the PGA Championship very well? well. Familiar with the wind, familiar yep. with link style golf, sliding um, balls, sliding balls. So uh, plus six fifty, I love that. Great. Another guy familiar with links golf was up in the. He was top five for Scottish. the Scottish Open, and he's been playing really good golf 
all season. He's got a lot of top tens. Uh, is Ian Poulter plus six hundred? And you're a big Poulter. And guy. I'm a Poults guy, yeah. so I got to go with him. And then one of my uh, one of my um, Watsons. Watsons, Patrick Reed at plus three hundred for the top twenty. And then I forgot I about this, and I had it circled kind of, and then I just saw it on the ticker. But another pick uh, that I like, and a guy that finished well in the U.S. Open, and historically like is a really good, he's a past Open championship player. It was a great week for Italy, kicking these Brits while they're down. Perhaps he does Ain't it again. Home. Perhaps he does it again on, on that British turf, uh, right where his soccer team, his football team left off. I got Chesco. Chesco Molinari I plus six fifty for a top twenty and plus twelve hundred for a top ten. Let's go! Oh, I love it! I love it. Uh, that was one of my favorite open memories was watching uh, when when Molinari won. And Tiger it. going at yeah. it, man! That was fucking epic. Molinari, uh, my favorite part of it was uh, he hits a shot. I think it was like on seventeen or whatever, and like he, it's a very difficult shot. And I just remember when the ball's in the air, he just goes. Please be good. Please be good. Dude, the short and game it, display that he put on in that Open Championship and route to the title was, yeah, it was incredible. Um, and and so and he's trending as well. He's been playing really good yeah. for the past couple months. So good pick, good pick. Um, yeah. So fuck. Next week we got we'll do our open our Open Championship recap recap. And then we're also going to review all of our picks from our, our Bold Predictions podcast we had earlier in the I year. I like that. I like that. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I can't wait to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, what do you got? I got the reason that I have so many goddamn bets for the PGA mm-hmm. or for the Open Championship is because these scoundrels in Las Vegas uh, have not put out any lines for what was voted the best LPGA tournament. You know we're going to give you some LPGA love on here. Uh, the best LPGA tournament of the year, there's no lines. Uh, so tomorrow starts the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational, which is a team tournament for the LPGA. I can't find lines. You heard it here first. The two picks, the two teams that are going to win this thing, Lexi Thompson and Nasa Hataoka, <laughs> just won last week. Uh, I think their games are incredibly complimentary. Lexi can bomb the fuck out of the ball. Nasa is a What's short the format? Game. Is it alternate format, shot? Format is uh, tomorrow and Friday foursomes, so alternate shot. Okay. And then Thursday and Saturday, best ball. Okay. Shout out to the LPGA for putting putting this on in prime time on Saturday as well. Nice. Nasa and Lexi I like. And then... Uh, my South Korean girls, So Yun Yu and MB Park. One of those two teams is going to win this fucking tournament, but it should be jam packed. Um, and so flip some LPGA on tomorrow or on uh, over the weekend and watch this team play. It's going to be fun. Awesome. We got we got that tournament. We got the Open, and we got our podcast next Tuesday. Uh, I'm excited, dude. Can't wait. It's going to be a great weekend in golf. Uh, can't we see you next Tuesday? Yes, sir. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we recap the Open Championship and review all of our bold predictions from this year. Tune in to find out our hits and misses. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.